episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. How you going, brother? I am so good, man. I'm hard chilling. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Where where are you? You're you're in you're in the. Uh... I I'm in my truck right now. Yes, I'm in my truck. I'm I'm in the middle of running around doing a million things to get ready. I have to go to Europe in a couple of days, so I'm like <laughs> all that. <laughs> that's gonna employed. be that's gonna be huge. With that's with uh, wage war, right? Yeah, yeah. That's... Can't wait, dude. Just a little run over in Europe. Nice. Yeah, I love those guys too. They're so nice. They're they're like good Southern boys, so we get along good. That's so good, man. Oh, looks like it's gonna be so much fun. But uh, dude, my name's Nev. Anyway, it's good to talk to you, bro. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. No worries. No worries. Well, uh, the new Devils. Uh, see, I told you. I'm. Uh, let me rewind. <laughs> it sees me do this all the time. The new Devil Wears Prada album, Color Decay, has just been released, and it's uh, a really great album, man. You know, it beat the Mars Volta, I Prevail, and Aussie in the charts. Like, Crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I got, I got a little Aussie up here, and he's not happy about I it. I love uh, he's Aussie, up, yeah. No, me. <laughs> Uh, Sharon, he they beat me. Um, but uh, mate, that's got to say something. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it it's been it's been quite some time since we, we had something pop off like that. But um, I believe it. I love the album. I'm really proud of it, and we put a lot into it, and I think it feels really authentic to us. So, yeah, absolutely, dude. It's I mean, it's it's such a diverse record as well it's got you know the, the heavy moments and and then the melodic atmospheric stuff and um lyrically you know it's it's really dark at times too did the artwork have any influence on that or was it the other way around um so it's kind of the other way around we had um we had a couple songs put together um including sacrifice and we kind of wanted to tease that out as like a um here's what's coming from us sort of thing. So we found this guy, Harry, that had worked with Drop Dead, uh, Ollie's company over in England. And uh, he killed it. Like he absolutely murdered the sacrifice artwork. And then we went back to him and he did the Watchtower artwork for that single. And so we wanted him to do the record and we kind of gave him a rundown on like the themes of the album and gave him like a link to listen to all the songs and kind of get his vibe and and that's one of the things he came back with. And that was definitely the most gripping to us. And I think even more so now than when we first chose it, it totally represents like the dark nature of, of those songs. But, you know, it's hard, man. It's hard being out here. <laughs> <laughs> and you do doing more singing on it too, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. John's put me to work. man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's man. It sounds incredible. I mean, how do you, uh, how do you guys uh, map out those those vocal parts together? Like, how how do you and Mike suss it? Um, so it really comes down to to John being the producer and and one of the main songwriters of just choosing. Even Mike and I will sometimes say like, "Hey, that feels like it should be singing," or "Hey, that should be screaming." And he's like, "Nah, it's the other way around." So we really fully trust him. Like, it, it, it's kind of like a coach player relationship. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we know what we're doing, but at the same time, you don't really have the plan. You don't really have the whole uh, vision uh, and the scope of things. So when we go in, we let him kind of guide us into what we need to do. And it kind of just depends on the emotion of the part. And also some words sound better sung. And then sometimes Mike can write some really, you know, narrative flowery language stuff that I'm like, there's no possible way I could sing that word. It'll, it'll sound crazy. So it's better to be screamed. <laughs> Was there anything that you had to like reverse engineer, like, or re-record because you're like, man, it's not, you know, it's not working in that way. So let's, let's go back and record it and flip it. Yeah, there's a, we have a pretty intimate dynamic. So if we're doing vocals, especially like, it'll just be Mike alone in the booth working with John and then if it's me, it'll just be me alone in the booth working with John. And, and we, like, we did a ton of, of vocal tracks on our last album and on, on Z2. And so we just really trust his part for it. But if I'm like, I, I can't sing that, that phrase, it just doesn't make sense. He's, we'll just change the lyric on the spot to something else that has the same meaning, but kind of enunciates better maybe. Last year, as you just mentioned, you just uh, released the Z2 EP, which was a follow-up to uh, 2010's Zombie, um, which was just straight-up brutality, man. But, you know, Color Decay <laughs> more, you know, experimentation. You know, when, when it comes to, you know, writing and, and recording this kind of stuff, is that sort of conscious to, to keep that balance between the two, like between the EPs and the, you know, and the album? Yeah, I think... The EPs seem, especially lyrically, the EPs seem like a better place for Mike to just go fully out of left field and write these really intricate narratives that are a lot more third person in nature a lot of times. Um, on the act, is, well, I guess it's always pretty much since Dead Throne. I feel like Mike has been pretty um, transparent on the things that he's going through in his life and his stories. Yeah. And so... Um, the albums just seem like a more personal space. And then the EPs are a little bit more of a fun playground. Um, there's a couple songs that are on the album that were written around the Z2 time, but uh, we didn't end up using them. And then we kind of just recrafted the narrative, like the lyrically to make sense with the album. But yeah, it's kind of hard to be like, you know, apocalypse is coming when you're like crying from the song before, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, like uh, it's like Watchtower, man, lasting, mm -hmm. and that like that's such a banger, man. Like, yeah, that one he actually uh, wrote in like an hour, just because we had been tracking uh, the song Soul, and he was like, "I want to do something that's like just like classic metalcore, like you know the darkest hour type stuff." And so he, he just like banged out this riff. I was like, yes, do that. Keep going. <laughs> That's the one. So he's crazy. Is that something that you're going to do in future? Do you think like more EPs brutal and the experimentation stuff on the, on the albums? Is that the I think so. I have a few different projects cooking up in my head. I'm like scheming already, but hmm. yeah, I think it, 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 I, I think it is relieving to our fans to know that um, if we come out with something so emotionally devastating like this, yep. that we'll still, there will be other projects that are heavier and it kind of gives us more license to play. You know, if you want to hear just straight metalcore for 45 minutes, 
you're probably not going to get that on an album from us at this point in our career that we're going to save that for the EP. So I think it's kind of relieving in a way to know that it's still in the pipeline. Awesome, man. Awesome. I mean, do you reckon you'll do another zombie, like a zombie three? I don't know if we'll, we might do zombie three in I don't know, another eight or 10 years or something like that. But I have a few concepts that I think would be cool to yeah. dig into. So Yeah. I'm not going to say what they are, but yeah, some really cool stuff. <laughs> I mean, you've been to space. Yeah. You know, it, it, is well, it... everyone wants us to do another space, but I feel like we've really exhausted that theme. So we have a few things that I feel like if we were to do it, people would be like, no way. So I just want, I want it to be the same as Color Decay. I want it to just be a kick in the face and people aren't expecting it and really just be blown away. Well, I mean, where else could you go? You can go to underwater. You'd make it like, <laughs> or, or, or here we are. Yeah, yeah. Or what about this? Uh, like a, a ye old caveman times, you know? Oh, caveman okay. rips, dinosaurs, lava, and uh, like prehistoric kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's yeah. Cool. Just knuckle dragging, like. <laughs> that's a bad idea don't like the beginning of planet of, of uh 2001 a space or something yeah, yeah. With the just yeah just monkeys just beaten beating each other to death yeah, yeah. i like it i'll pitch it i'll call my okay <laughs> yeah 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 call it what the fuck was that guy on about ep yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh man I lost track of what I was going on that one, but um, seriously though, I mean, I, I think you're you're a straight up killer on, on guitar, and I know dudes who love your playing and, and cite you as an influence. But has there been any bands that have come up over the last few years that have you know maybe you've played with or shared the stage with that you dig and you know you've inspired or been inspired by? If that makes sense. Yeah, I think. Um... Isaac from Knock Loose, he's probably, I think, um, the coolest, like, heavy guitar player that I've seen um, recently. He is not only writing stuff for Knock Loose, and that is just disgusting, but he's also writing for a lot of other bands. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of this throwback metalcore stuff, he's just dominating. Like, I would have begged him to be in our band back in the day. But then um, he's also writing for, like, more or kind of poppier bands and things like that. I just think that dude is so talented. He's, he's such a cool guy to hang out with too. So that's awesome. What about, what about you as a, as a player? Like how are you, you know, sort of being a guitarist and play for so long, how are you sort of challenging yourself in, in ways and stretching out? Are you looking at different genres and, and tapping into different stuff yourself? Yeah. I mean, I think, I'm definitely one thing that really helped me was I got this reverend uh, baritone guitar and I never had a baritone and it just, it executes so well in any tuning that you throw at it. Um, but it's also just like having the variety of stuff that we play now just forces me to be more versatile. Cause you know, you got to jump from like something like chemical, you really want to be articulate and expressive and then you want to jump into like one of these zombie songs that are super riff heavy. Um, you know, I've always been quite literally like the second fiddle, you know, uh, Chris was infinitely a better 
guitar player than me and Kyle is infinitely a better guitar player than me and that really helps too just in my like you know in your mix on stage of having something that's really dominant and an excellent player like right here i'm just trying to match them most of the time and sink in with them so it helps having really good guitar players in your band too you can be like damn i should probably figure out how to do that <laughs> right don't don't undermine yourself <laughs> as i said you are an yeah. absolute killer dude i shred i do i do be shredded <laughs> you do you do the shred very very well um but uh you know you guys were such a big part of uh you know the med big medical movement and, and it's been cool to see how all of you guys in the genre have all seemed to grow up together and, and gotten bigger over the years and and seem to be all all on the same sort of level do you find that you're still friends with all those dudes from back in the day and supported each other coming up oh big time i mean um you know we were just on tour with with uh straight from the path and dying wish and stray's really good friends of ours and um brendan from counterparts was actually hanging out on a tour he just came to hang out for a week um <laughs> i still talk to the guys in uh i did remember all the time i talked to um marcus from north lane i talked to I, I just talked to all these people that are yeah most of the people in the scene we all know each other not glue skies like it's it's a really silver scene you know it's a really small world and we all of us that kind of get came up playing together we we all still are really friendly to each other so interesting to see like uh you know i remember like bring me the horizon you know having a show there and then i saw him in a in a p i don't know if you know what a pcyc is it's basically like a youth center oh okay center yeah sure yeah you know I, I don't know what you guys call it over there but like we had like we we booked the show for the the tour on the Gold Coast, and man, it was like this tiny little place packed with kids. And now, like, all you guys are playing massive, massive shows. It's just, it, it's so cool to see, and and to see all those crowds as well that have sort of grown with you. And I guess a lot of them, it's starting to become, to some of them, maybe generational. Have you seeing that come through as well? You know. Froze up there, brother. And to come out to the show are like 25 to 35. And they're like, I've literally been seeing you since I was like 16. <laughs> and now, you know, here we are. So that's really cool to me. I didn't, I don't think any of us thought when we were all jumping on the work tour that we'd still be doing this, you know, like 17 years later. But that's kind of the beauty of it is, is all those guys you mentioned, especially like Bring Me and stuff they've taken a lot of risks. They've really reinvented themselves a million times. And it, I, I like seeing my friends be creative like that and do cool stuff. It's awesome, man. It's so awesome. And, uh, you know, so you were recently on tour doing uh, both zombie EPs together. And I saw a little bit of footage and it was just limbs and people just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just straight up, man, brutal. I wish I was there. How was it from your perspective seeing people react to, to both of those together? It was totally surreal. I mean, um, it, it felt like the way it used to feel in 2008, 2009, when we really were kind of hitting a stride and, and it had kind of jumped out of the Legion halls and those PY, whatever you call them, like youth centers into the legit venues and, and our kind of music 
had turned into headliners of that caliber. We couldn't believe it then. And now I saw that same feeling. I like, I can't believe it. Seeing people just go nuts like that. It's freaking awesome. I want to come over to Australia and get down. I want to do the zombie stuff over there, man. <laughs> I was, Hey, sign me up, dude. That was, that was, <laughs> I was going to be like, Hey man, you know, I know, uh, you know, there's this little place down here that's really far away. You know, it's a pain in the ass to get to. We literally, so we did uh, tell our agent, we said, no matter what, we're going to Australia in 2023. It has to happen. Get the offers in. It's going to happen. So Let's go, dude. Dude. Because, I mean, we love love having you down here. Just- yeah. So we've, I don't think we've ever had a bad tour down there. We've had so many good shows. And, you know, we toured a Parkway with the Day to Remember. Uh, we've done our own tours over there. We just love coming over. Man, it's because it's, we, we want it. We want it all. But how would you, I mean, we would love to see the zombie, the zombie tour, but you've also got this new album as well. Like how, that's a lot to sort of cram into a, a, a set. How, how are you guys doing it moving forward? Like are you guys? So that's a great question. I don't know what we're going to play now that the album's out. We were playing. So we had a pretty stacked show. It was like 90 minutes, which is pretty long for a metal show. But uh, we were playing four new songs. We were playing Sacrifice, Time, Watchtower, and Salt. And so I think we could tweak the set list to put a couple more in there and still get away with both EPs. Especially if it's only, you know, you can only play like seven or eight shows down there. And we just did it for like seven weeks. So we're Mm. good. (laughs) We can do it. (laughs) Or just do a four-hour show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's that's inhuman. But um, (laughs) Bruce Springsteen. Going and going and going, but uh, dude. So, I mean, what else, uh, you got cooking up? You got a wage war tour coming up through Europe. Um, hopefully, next year we'll see you. What else you got? A what other sneaky little plans you got? Um, we have a lot of stuff. I want to keep the frequency of release up, you know, like we were cranking out songs last year, like it was something crazy. So, I want to keep that up and um. I really just, it's like you said, now that the record's out, there's a bunch of other songs I want to try and play and, and tour on this album. And, um, you know, it, it feels in a lot of ways like it's a brand new day one for us. And we we love this lineup and we feel very connected together as a group and we're ready to get back to work. So the grind starts now. <laughs> That's it. You just got to get your stank face on and go forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Hey, man, thanks for joining us on the show. Hey, it's been really, really cool chatting to you. You know? Yeah. Cheers, man. Thank yeah. you for having me. Seriously. Cheers with my water here. Um, we should hook up when, when, when we come over there. We really are. Uh, we really are trying to come over in 23. So we'll hook up. Yeah, dude. We'll have a beer for sure. I'm up for it anytime. I will never say no to a beer. That is my number one rule in life. So <laughs> unless, it's, unless it's Forex or Foster's. No one uh yeah not a huge phosphorus guy but you know what can you do yeah i won't turn it down either <laughs> vb mate you've had a vb down here i'm sure yeah i've had so so many of those yeah <laughs> there's many more mate there's a whole factory full of them waiting <laughs> keep them cold <laughs> cold <laughs> oh, mate. dude thanks again and uh, we'll have all the links down here uh, take care over there in Europe and, uh, mate, go kick the rest of this year in the ass hard. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you having me on. No worries, bro.